On this episode of Resi Week, we talk noise-reducing Ethernet cables, IKEA's Sonos lamp, and Heos' interesting health move. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 359. You bought what? Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matthew Scott. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by my good friend, the one and only Mr. Rich Fergosa. He's the principal at Fergosa Design. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good, brother. It's, uh, I guess, the Talking Heads fireside chat prior to the next fireside it's chat. The fireside chat today. Oh, yeah. it's, it's actually cold here in California, but we are coming How cold fresh is it? off. Are of, you okay? Are you gonna I, be like? Right? It, it is. That's fifty. Like I, I needed to wear. I needed to wear pants. It's like in the forties. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but but we're coming fresh off of episode one hundred of a state of control. Hey, so. congratulations! Thank you. Thank I you, thank my you. my invite must have got caught in my spam filter. We we called it the relevant issue. So so you know the relevant. Oh, thanks, <laughs> loser. So glad you're here. <laughs> Uh, This is the last full episode before the holidays, before Christmas, uh, and a couple of the scheduled guests are out sick and all that fun stuff. So you're stuck with Richie and I. We're going to talk a a boatload of things today, starting with the fact that Parasound uh, has been sold to David Sheriff, uh, Richard Scram. Am I saying that right? Shram. Rich Shram. 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 Rich Shram uh, is going to retire uh, after founding the company back in 81, uh, I've met him, gosh, a couple of times, a handful of times. I know you're a really good uh, old-time friend of Rich. Parasound is not one of those names that's necessarily like top of mind when it comes to the CI channel. But when you bring it up, anyone who's been in this business for a minute has a Parasound story. They've all dealt with Parasound in one way, shape, or form. What does it mean for Rich to 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 move on from this? And you know, again, it, it's another one of those foundational characters that's retiring. I think that's exactly what you just said. Is it was a transition from a foundational character in the industry. I mean, I put Rich Schramm up there with the Sam Runcos of the world. Yeah, um, you know, Rich, uh, especially his partnership with John Curl. Uh, you know, was a, an approach. And again, this was at the time that, you know, again, kind of aging myself, but, you know, you had the Carvers of the world, you had the Macintoshes mm-hmm. of the world, you had the Levinsons of the world that were putting out phenomenal high-end audio at high-end prices. And Rich's approach was to provide that level of sonic quality, but introducing it into a price range in a market that just wasn't heard of at that yeah. time and and the engineering firepower behind it i mean i was really fortunate is that they were based out of san francisco so i <laughs> spent a lot of time with them and i i i uh i think my first project with them was in 1990 ish um and it was the uh john curl design gmas otherwise known as the great oh, yeah. mother of all subwoofers yep. um the approach with the 18 inch subwoofer i did a uh did a tin, tin, uh, tin ceiling, uh, you know, with two of those 
in there. It was, uh, in fact, it was, I think, one of our stories in audio video interiors in 1991. We've still got pictures of that sucker. And we've got an entire rack, entire rack of Parasound amps and their processors at, at that time. Um, I'm really happy for him. I'm going to miss him. Um, Rich, uh, you know, in recent years, we haven't had that much of time to chat. But over the years, we've always had great opportunities to sit down and, and just... He always had that little piece of stealth knowledge that he could yeah. drop. Uh, yeah. And and those are the things that I miss, I think, as the industry is changing, is that it was inevitable, but the characters that I drug you around and said, you yeah. need to make this guy yeah, yeah. and this guy and this guy. Um, you know, it was the they were more than just faces of the company. They were the spirits. They were the backbones of the company. They were the hearts of these companies. And, uh, you know, he deserves it. He's He's been at it for 40 years, and they did a great job. And I think that with this sale, he wouldn't have done it if he didn't think they were going to be in good hands. And yeah. with Parasound themselves, you know, it, it's one of those things where you didn't necessarily know about them until you needed them. And then once you found out about them, you're like, oh, yeah, they are, they're just, <laughs> you know, they're the ace in the hole. I mean, a little half rack, uh, you know, DAC to be able to use or a preamp or, you know, little two channel amps where, you know, you still needed stereo, but with, uh, you know, a spit if, and oh my goodness, RS-232 control built in these sub thousand dollar units. Uh, they were kind of like the first, they were the black magic designs of audio. Yeah, really. They were highly effective, affordable, all things considered, but they just had so many troubleshooting pieces. Like that, we have a bunch of projects that have that half rack because you just, nobody else had that. Nobody else made that. They were years ahead of their time. And I, I do think it's great that <clears throat> it's going to live on without um, being under one of those conglomerates, which is, which is kind of uh, paraphrasing his quote, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it is, it is nice that it is not just part of a, an umbrella company and, yeah. You know, I don't know David Sheriff, but uh, from the sounds of it and, you know, from the article and definitely it, it's nice, I think, for integrators to go ahead and read some of these articles just to see the business of the business of who you're dealing yeah, with. Very right. Much so. You know, it's, very much so. um, you know, it's it's an opportunity to see that we've talked about before. You know, we we're, you know, beyond our adolescence at this point, you know, and these companies are shifting and and moving and not necessarily becoming real businesses, but different business approaches are entering into the market. We've seen it with the consolidation and with the acquisitions. I mean, we're seeing it in commercial right now. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're seeing the kind of like what we call the baby bells when they all got split up and now they're all kind of morphing back together again. Well, and it is, it's interesting to, to look over the whole of it and realize that we are just, you know, the last couple of years really starting to see second generation of a lot of these companies. Whereas when you think of the majority of brand names that you know and industries that you know, like, gosh, Ford has had five generation transitions right, in the Ford family, right? Like it, it is, it is massive, but at the same time, we're still, we're still young. We're still young. So I will say congratulations, Rich. Well-deserved. Enjoy your retirement. You will be missed, uh, but I am sure you're going to make the most of the time uh, yeah, away from all of these ragamuffins and so uh i'm sure he's not 
going to uh, be too upset about not having to hit yet another trade show. So no, good no. on you, Rich. Very much so. All right, let's hit to, um, we'll call them entertaining stories. Uh, just for kicks and giggles, this comes to us from Residential Systems. Melco introduces a noise-reducing Ethernet cable. The C100 features an asymmetrical drain wire grounding, where one, under the, one end of the cable features a grounding point, which is so entertaining. I love this. Um, priced between 125 pounds. Uh, t- which kind of equates to about $150, $160 US for a one meter length. It's got gold plating because you definitely need that in your Ethernet cable uh, because only one end of the cable supposedly is grounded. It's a floating shield, not a true ground. I am trying to not be completely cynical about this. <laughs> And, and put it into the vein of the, the triangles that you put on your carpet to hold your, your two-channel speaker wires up off the carpet to limit static. Um, who is buying this? Who is buying into this? Like, I know people you do. Know, you know, it, it, I, I will say, you know, don't. But come on. Whenever I underestimate the power of the Asian marketplace and the sale of high-end audio and specifically, you know, Asian EMEA, and then I hear the numbers about it, I go, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I grew up in boutique audio. That was one of my first gigs. And so, you know, it, there was at some point... Um, you know, you've always had the black magic and the voodoo and on all the things about, you know, if you throw this magic dust on your LPs, this will actually work in, in the car. I mean, there was there were times where like real engineering took place and you could see it. And, you know, there was there was a time where applied science, you know, occurred and, and you could see the transitions in the technology with transportation technology of an analog signal. Yeah. Big caveat there of an analog signal. And, you know, when you had it. Features like the skin effect and, you know, the fact that from the science is that a higher frequency travels at a different rate inside the conductor than the lower frequency, right? There's, you know, when they first came out with the, with the twisted uh, speaker cables or interconnects, it's like, okay, we're actually going to apply physics <laughs> and work our way through with a signal. And then digital came around and digital completely changes the entire landscape at that <laughs> point, which, um, becomes a matter of you can't go to that same well and try to t- tell that same story necessarily now and yet <laughs> and yet is emi emf are those issues with performance audio systems or any system in general yes they still are can you still inject physically an issue into a system um if you're not paying attention Yes. You know, I mean, the, the, how many years later you still, you and I dealt with it. What a couple of years ago, a 60 cycle hum that yeah. came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Pristine system. Yep. Theoretically shouldn't be happening yet. There it still is. Right. Um, so on one hand, yes, I believe in the applying of the science and there are ways to help electronics in a room and your overall playback quality and reduce your noise floor. But a Cat5 cable, 
with the Ethernet, which would have been, I'm like, okay, well, if you're trying to expand the signal. A know, one meter Cat5 cable. You know, I mean, <laughs> the, the you know, we've always said at that point, it's like, well, you can try doing it with a cable. You can actually just fix your electrical system. <laughs> Once one's going to work out a whole lot better. And, yeah. uh, but hey, you know what? Good on them for trying it, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, the placebo effect, which is if it makes you feel better, you know, go ahead and put that aftermarket spoiler on your Prius. It's it's going to rock. <laughs> you know? Every time I see these, I, I just continually go back to the, the original spec for the, um, the JBL synthesis theaters and the speaker wire spec is 16, two lamp cord. It's nothing fancy. That's how they design them. And they're like, yeah, this is what we want you to use. No, no, no. It should be something big and shielded and awesome. And they're like, nope. Straight up cable. All right. Uh, something that has been, I, I don't know if this commercial is playing down by you guys, but up here we're getting a huge holiday campaign from everyone's Swedish friend, Ikea. They're launching a $260 Symphonic 6. Symphonisk. That one. Uh, it's a floor lamp and a Sonos speaker all in one. Uh, it's it's a floor lamp. It's got a nice little basket weave uh, lampshade on it. And something that looks a little bit bigger than a, 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 a one or a one SL, not as big as a three. Uh, and yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't have a problem with this, Rich. Am I wrong? Like I see all the hate. I'm not every, hating it. I'm, I'm week, not hating it. <laughs> every week I see hate about Sonos on one of the, one of the forums I'm on by some integrator who's, and I'll say it is a moron and just has to be a brand douche. I'm sure he's the, I'm sure he's the guy that's got the Ferrari jacket as he drives his rusted Ram pickup. That being said, I don't mind this, you know, Sonos as an integration brand. I mean, my feelings are known at, but like, I think about this, my, my brother just moved into a new apartment with his long-term girlfriend. They had limited space. For Christmas last year, I got him a soundbar. You know, I got him one of the, the big soundbars. And I'm looking at that going, I know he has limited space in his living room. That would work. Yeah. Yeah, it would work. You know, again, it's, hey, I you know, I, I have more, I have my share of, uh, you know, uh, Ikea, uh, you know, little, little, uh, the angled little hex wrenches sitting in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, I've gone through my, my share of billies and, Boggies and wunderlifts and whatever they are, and <laughs> you know, it, there's a market for it. And and the point being is that you know, like everything else, right? It is a, I'm not going to say elegant, but it is an acceptable solution for a value oriented price. I'll go one further. I won't say it's elegant, but I won't say anything at IKEA is elegant. Functionality. That looks fantastic. It's a light. It's a speaker. Yeah. Yeah. And it's reasonably good looking. Yeah. I got no problems with it. So set, hit me up on Twitter with all your hate mail. I don't care. Especially if you're the guy with the Ferrari jacket and the uh, rusted Ram pickup. You know, okay. And, 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 and visit us at Ikea in January 2023 when it's available. Hey, yeah. you know what? Maybe we'll just take a picture next to it. Maybe that'll just be, you know. Uh, we'll just make that part of the splash page. Next time I'm in, With... I'm in Toronto and, and at an Ikea. Yeah, I will. I totally will. 
I'll post it too. Heck, I might buy one and bring it home. Why not? Why not? It'd go great in my kids' room. They'd be fine. All right, let's let's hit um, probably the meat of the show today, which is if if that one wasn't the meat, right? This comes to us from CE Pro. I saw this early, early this morning, and I'm just. It is rare that I shake my head and just am baffled at, at why. Um, but Sound United's parent is expanding the Denon Heos reach into healthcare. And yes, you heard that right. Heos, who is a essentially Sonos competitor from Denon, um, is trying to get into healthcare. Massimo says a software upgrade is going to offer integration of health and wellness data available to over 20,000 Heos Denon home devices and Massimo home health hubs, uh, which are 4 million devices in 2023, using, uh, in, in one case, the W1 health tracking watch. Um, it's going to allow a Heos extension to provide users access to secure and continuous health data from the comfort of their home. I, I am I am baffled at what this is supposed to do, how this could be utilized, why in God's name I'd want Denon, who I love. I have no hate for Denon. But what in the world... Are they thinking and how, like, what am I missing, Rich? Because this just looks, this looks like the perfect example of, hey, we had an engineer who came up with this great idea and we should have never done this. Well, I think that honestly, the way that they're using the Heos is just as a Trojan horse. I, the more that I read about Massimo. That sounds great. That's what I, the more want. that I read about them, the more it was like, you know, we do professional health, right? You go into a hospital, you go into yeah. a clinic, you go into dialysis, right? There's there's their machines, right? And then they do their personal devices and then they do consumer audio. And so the first thing when I read that, I went, well, let's think about this. You've got a architecture that already technically could call back to its cloud-based servers and its, its integration ability. It's already on your network. It's already got the ability to grab data as you need it to. And all we have to do is just leverage a little bit of how the information flow expands out to their personal devices. And, and again, right, in the same way that mobile changed everything, personal health, you know, it's, it's the wearable. It's, you know, we know that wearable is going to be the next frontier. And I think that Massimo just went, well, we bought this company. It kind of talks to stuff. Why don't we just go we ahead and have it? Why don't we use it? And and so the head scratcher is from our side of the industry, which we're used to this being a distributed music system, right? We're 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 looking at the streaming music elements of it, going, okay, well, my Denon AVR doesn't really add anything to my Denon AVR, and they're going, we don't care. You got one, and if you've got a Denon AVR, and we've got our wearable, because how many times have we said, you know, with social media and with everything else, the the product, you know, the 
the the the materials aren't the product the people are the product the data no, are I the product i understand that what i'm where i'm confused is are you expecting that they're going to use the 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 heos mesh for lack of a better term to help just facilitate a data upload yeah why would they need that on top of wi-fi or Bluetooth. Maybe like, they didn't know what they bought necessarily, or maybe it's the secure way of being able to transfer information. That seems like the most insecure way possible. Yeah. yeah. Not not and again, I, I'm not trying to hate on 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 Heos, but man, our industry does not have a glowing record of internet security. Well, security is not in our DNA, let's put it that no. way. No. Correct. And and they say in the article that it's a HIPAA-compliant ecosystem, and it's going to provide safeguards, such as redundancy and communication with the cloud. This just, I don't know, man. It, I am baffled. I just, I do not understand this at all. I, I mean, this, this, this could be another kind of Samsung thing where Samsung, you know, bought bought some technology they bought Harman and said okay great we've got the car audio and they go oh wait we have a control company too <laughs> when did that happen you know i mean it's just like we bought why? that too why do we have stage lighting what is yeah. going on <laughs> exactly because it's like hey do you know that we bought that speaker company and oh no now what right and so there's somebody sitting there going well might as well use it we kick the tires on it see what we can make happen you know, there's some lawyer down in M&A who was like, ah, crap, we closed this deal. Oh, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you know that came with it? We got a plan to help you get health data to the cloud. <laughs> it only cost you $49 million. Or I don't remember what the what the acquisition was, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, the, the wearable market is is really interesting. I mean, you you had. You know, Fitbit got acquired by Google, and then it just kind of, you know, it's doing its own thing right now. You've doing got the, the Google thing with Apple. Yeah, it's doing the Google thing. Um, yeah, but you know, I, 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 it appears that many companies are viewing wearables as that new frontier, and yeah. so they are trying to find ways to leverage, and in this case, from a company that they bought already, that technology to say, oh, by the way, if You've got something that comes up and your blood pressure spikes and your heels connected AVR will have a little pop-up that says, hey, you're having a stroke. Go get yourself checked out. You know, I mean, it's just... Grandpa's having a stroke in the front room. Press to confirm. Oh, wait, firmware <laughs> update. So so what we're going to... What what our takeaway spin from this is going to be? Make sure you, you name your rooms properly. Because <laughs> at some point, you might find out that a family member is having a medical emergency... And when you name the den something other than the den, yeah, they're running to the wrong room. And 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 God forbid it disrupt your Spotify stream when it happens. So. I, I I see the teenagers on TikTok now <laughs> coming out. Ignore, ignore, exactly. Have <laughs> Grandpa have a stroke elsewhere? Yeah, that's the episode of the show. Yeah, I was on in the screen middle. display. Yeah. My Taylor Swift playlist was going and you paused it, it for your stupid stroke. Yeah, that's it. How <laughs> dare you? Oh, gosh, I'm getting banned. Um, and more importantly, when you're putting these things in, make sure your network's as secure as possible because all of a sudden 
We're going to have HIPAA information going across your distributed audio. Your Spotify playlist on HIPAA. Yeah. Exactly. Gosh. All right, Richie. Thank you, my friend. Uh, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Fergosa Design, where can they do that? Well, you can find me uh, on the socials that are out there uh, at our Fergosa. You type in my name in the interwebs and always things pop up there. But as I always say, I hope the place you find me is here on avianation.tv in our suite of shows. And again, congratulations to my partner, Steve Greenblatt, for episode 100, Thanks, nine years in the making. That'll be popping soon. And I know that you and I are going to be uh, popping on to another podcast oh, yeah. shortly. We're doubling so, up today. Uh, yeah, we are doubling, we're doubling up. up. We're putting putting in the hours. It's going to be a um, But yeah, and the company, Fergosa Design, uh, you can find me there. But like I said, best place I hope you find me is right here. I love it. Oh, and see you in Spain in 2023. So yeah, yeah I will I will be reporting from the show floor from, I, that's where you can find me. I'll be reporting from the show floor from ISC 2023 at the end of January. I love it. Uh, thanks again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please stop by avianation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 